0: Welcome, everybody, to a, another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I am your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Alex. Uh, Alex is a guy from Wales who really likes the Souls games. Um, we both bond over our kind of mutual appreciation for Demon Souls and then kind of talk about all of the games uh, chronologically as they came out from there with a brief diversion into Spider-Man because, as you guys know, I can't shut up about Spider-Man. I'm going to stop talking now. Enjoy the episode.
1: software, not not through any first hand experience, but um you know I'd heard of Kingsfield uh and I'd heard of Armored Core uh, but I'd never played any of them. Uh but then soon after I'm not sure exactly how long after Demon Souls came out, uh they were just just heard about this game, you know, this uh, sort of dark fantasy action RPG out of Japan and it just sounded really cool. And I've always been a fan of, of RPGs or like the fantasy genre so um so i did a bit of research into it and one of the um one of the screenshots uh early promotional screenshots i saw uh it shows i suppose you must have seen it at some point it's it shows king doran fighting a black phantom version of yurt on a bridge in the valley of defilement
0: oh yeah absolutely and mm-hmm. it,
1: it just looks really cool <laughs> i saw that image and i thought oh yeah okay that looks pretty sweet And then I started doing a bit of reading on it, but then obviously what came up was the difficulty. And uh, people were saying about, oh, you know, it's insanely hard. You lose everything when you die. Well, I thought it meant you lose everything when you die, not just your souls, not just your currency, like everything, all your items, everything you had (laughs) in the game. So I thought, yeah, that, that doesn't sound much fun. But I did a bit more reading about it. Heard about the online stuff and the online stuff. I'm not a big online gamer, but that really, really blew my mind. that The fact that you could invade someone else's world, um, the bloodstains, the messages. I just thought that sounds great. So, uh, yeah, so I, I took the plunge in it. Uh, <laughs> and at first I was just not, this what, what's this? This doesn't work. These controls don't work. I'm getting killed by the first... Couple of enemies on this, you know, on this path, Um, but it was the same with. I imagine a lot of people. You know, I've been I've been playing games all my life, and I never realized at the time how easy modern games have gotten. I was kind of aware of it in the back of my mind um, because I mean I grew up in the eighties and nineties with, you know, when games a lot of games were generally tougher and a lot of times unfair and frustrating. But you know the the sort of 2000s onwards games got more cinematic a lot of them and just a lot more friendly to the player really less hostile but again it wasn't really something i was consciously aware
0: of till i played demon souls and it kicked my ass and i thought oh yeah yeah <laughs> challenge i remember that
1: yeah, so
0: um, when i first started playing demon souls it was uh right around the time that i was getting Pretty big into Assassin's Creed, uh, and those early Assassin's <laughs> Creed games were like, yeah, just like press X to you know stab, and like you win. Like you could literally yeah, just yeah. walk down the street holding a button and like just slaughter hundreds of people. So it was <laughs> that that adjustment period of, of going from you no, know, this game actually expects you to like pay attention and hold the yeah. controller, and <laughs> yeah, and it was just it was just the basic
1: stuff, you know, um using shields and weapons and the movements and everything. It just, it, it's weird now because it's become second nature after playing the series in Demon's Souls and, and playing so much of it and loving it. But it's kind of weird thinking back, like you've got that muscle memory now, but at the time it was just baffling. You know, I'm not a bad video game player, but it just, it totally threw me. Um, but it, it I, I persevered with it. I wasn't going to give up on it and I didn't really think of giving up on it. But that introduction really was a smack in the face um but it it drew me in very quickly um the nexus the nexus is one of my favorite areas in all the video games I, I love it it's fantastic um the visuals the music all everything about it i think it's brilliant uh so when i first saw that i thought yeah this is cool this is really cool and then volitaria uh, fantastic level one of the best levels in a video game as far as i'm concerned it's uh brilliant design, that sort of bleak, cold atmosphere that Demon's Souls does so well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like with Demon's Souls, it, a lot of people sort of, you know, say how it's more horror-focused than the Dark Souls series, uh, and that does come through a lot in the atmosphere. But one of the things that I think sticks with me, I always think of volataria and Shrine of Storms, that sort of very grey, overcast, cold sort of atmosphere to it. You know
0: what I mean? It's very lonely. Like both of them are very much yeah, uh, desolate. Like, t- time has passed this area by, right? Like to yeah. just to crib from the Dark Tower series, like the world has moved on in both of those those yeah. areas. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that was that was really cool. That wasn't something. So in a lot of games, that uh, that as you say, lonely. Yeah, very lonely atmosphere. Um, and I mean, that comes through a lot in you know, Dark Souls. But um, but yeah, for me, as much as I love uh this Dark Souls series. There's just something about Demon Souls which sets it apart. And like I'd hate to choose any game, one game in the series, but it's a tosser between Demons and Dark for me. So uh because well, Demon Souls got the Tower of Latria, which uh, it just that just can't be that's oh, just so good. It's, it, it's, good it's way
0: too good. It's it's way too interesting and fantastic. Uh yeah. it's 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 interesting because Demon's Souls was was the first game. So uh mm. it just by that its very nature, like it's very idiosyncratic, it's very like a lot of the mechanics and systems are very still very obscure. Uh yeah. they hadn't refined the controls down to the point where you know, Dark Souls Three feels and plays very much like a like an action RPG as opposed to a yeah. slower paced dungeon crawler, which was almost like where Dark is. But they were still figuring all those things out, and I think the that and the atmosphere and just the spectacular level design in every single area yeah. uh, is is kind of what separates Demon Souls from all of the other games. And I think the people that start with that game have a, a whole lot of affection for it. Uh, I interviewed a guy recently who. Um, his episode should be the week before yours when it comes out. Uh, But Mm. he was, he started with demons and like that spoiled him pretty much for the rest (laughs) of the series. He was like, this isn't demon souls and which is a valid opinion. But uh, yeah, there's something, there's something unique about it. Like there's something that's, it feels markedly different when you play it than dark and bloodborne. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, it's got those rough edges uh, as you say, which is fair enough is to be expected, but they, they mean absolutely nothing compared to what it does right, compared to the positives. And, yeah, that's kind of always bugged me how huh? Demon's Souls just never seems to get as much credit as Dark Souls when it basically laid the, the core framework for the entire series. Uh, I know, obviously, Dark Souls, multi-platform, um, just more, a lot more people became aware of Souls when that game came out compared to Demon Souls. So it, it, it's understandable. But it's just, it's a bit frustrating. I don't think Demon Souls gets its deal as much as it should,
0: you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, Dark is the one that, that came out and made everybody famous, right? Like that was yeah. the, and it hit at that time, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but it hit at the right at the, at the time that Twitch streaming was getting real big, that it became, mm. uh, like, you know, you saw consumer capture device gear get, you know, lower in price enough so that people were capturing stuff from their 360 and yeah. people making like goofy youtube videos or lore videos or whatever it was like all of that stuff was happening with demons but it just like it dark souls hit at that time where it, it yeah, felt like everybody everybody yeah. blew up with it so
1: yeah yeah i remember um with well after demon souls came out obviously you know i had no idea what was going on in the story i was i was fascinated by it but utterly confused um but then going on youtube looking online for sort of story stuff um and uh, and even when Dark Souls came out, that, that was obviously very much still in its infancy compared to the cottage industry that it's become. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, yeah, that sense of community. Uh, it was, I think it was kind of there in Demon Souls to a much, much smaller degree. It was just more word of mouth, you know. It was like, oh, there's this really cool dark action RPG come out of Japan, you've got to try it. Whereas with Dark Souls, like you say, it came along, it exploded, and it was a much more... Um, much more widespread sort of thing it was you know people who wouldn't have normally known about that kind of game you know dark fantasy action rpg or something like that new oh, dark souls yeah yeah have you had the dark souls um usually then preceded by oh isn't that well followed by oh is not the really difficult one <laughs> no no it's not that difficult yeah you demon just souls is,
0: is very much that uh like the the weird um ep that came out before the band got paid, right <laughs> like like yeah. the, the one that yeah. only had like 500 copies and then we like the guy recorded it on a tape deck in his truck or whatever like yeah. i mean it's just ridiculous and then you get the you know the big album that comes out that sells everything um yeah
1: but it's just the the imagination i mean i i don't know like i say in terms of the online stuff uh whether whether there were games previously that did that sort of thing obviously you know, i know but, MMOs and, and that kind of thing but the idea of it being a single player game but having this optional online stuff but it being just so cool again the when I heard you could invade someone's world you know their game it was it just blew my mind I just thought that's what a genius idea you know <laughs> um, and then lit, again you know, bloodstains or oh, you can see how a player died you can leave messages for people and you can you could, or you could try to be helpful or you could be a dick you know and get them to jump off a ledge but it's just <laughs> i just thought it was such such a cool way to incorporate online elements um did you into get into pvp
0: was, like did you get into fighting people and invading them not really
1: a little bit um i mean i'm not really one for sort of a uh, lot of online gaming anyway uh competitive sort of online stuff i will dabble now and again if a game captures my interest so i did a little bit of it um but that was kind of later on maybe after a playthrough or two uh when I just thought, yeah, I'll sort of mess around with it a bit and, and see how it goes. And I did do uh, there was one time I did do a bit of PvP when um when Demon Souls was a PlayStation Plus game. Yeah. So I thought, ah well that's gonna bring in a lot of new players, so it's gonna really uh, increase the player count for a, a while. So I did uh, I did do the dick move then of creating a character, a low level character with oh what was it the thief ring uh fog spell or something and was it like plague daggers or something like that? <laughs> so I was just basically invading people uh in the early portion of the Shrine Storms and um or the uh, uh second area Boletaria and with the with the spell and the ring, obviously they couldn't see me if I was far enough away, but I could lock on to them. So I was just invading them and just throwing poison daggers or plague daggers or whatever it was at people. And they couldn't see me and then running away. So, yeah, it, that was fun. As, and, I do, you know, I don't really bother with that kind of stuff usually. But I did uh, I didn't enjoy that briefly. Um, but, no, in terms of, like, sort of PvP builds and fight clubs and stuff like that, I didn't really get into it. I can see why people do, you know. I appreciate that uh, a lot of people love it. But this is more something I'd sort of dip into now and again, Uh, do co-op, maybe do the occasional invasion.
0: Uh, But yeah, that's about it. What about the other side of it, the the co-op? Like, do you get into that more or do you just like, is it just kind of an interesting thing that's there that you don't really interact with a whole lot? I
1: I do prefer the co-op just because with the PvP, I mean, you know, I'm not bad at these games, but a lot of the time... You can have good interactions with people, and you can have good sort of invasions and good times when people invade you. I mean, the first time I was invaded, Demon Souls, I just got ruined because I just, had, <laughs> you know, I I knew what what it was, but it was the first time. It was just such a sort of shock. It's like Jesus, there's somebody else in my game trying to kill me. It was just brilliant. <laughs> um, but the, the co-op stuff, I did more of that just because I think that was. A bit more slower paced, you know, like PVP, you can just get invaded or you can invade someone, you fight, one of you dies, that's the end of it. Uh, whereas with co-op, uh, you get an opportunity to get more souls, obviously, which helps if you, you know, try and level up or buy something. But yeah, I do like co-op anyway. I prefer that to um, to PVP stuff generally. So yeah, I did that uh, a few times.
0: Nice. Tell, talk to me about the the move from Demons to Dark. Like, Obviously, you were playing these kind of as they were coming out like was there a hype train around Dark Souls that you were on or did it come did you get it sneak up on yeah, you yeah i mean i can't remember
1: i can't remember when i, I actually bought demon souls and then uh, exactly how long it was till dark souls came out but I do remember the fact that I watched the the Bartholomew trailer. Uh, <laughs> yes, over, silent over, comedy, over, absolutely. <laughs> yes, oh, that trailer. The first time I saw it, it just blew me away. I just thought, that looks incredible. The music was brilliant. It's it's one of my favorite video game trailers. It's fantastic. So, yeah, that, uh, that got a lot of plays out of me.
0: I've got um I think all of those silent comedy trailers uh, like saved on a hard drive somewhere because I like them so much. Like yeah. it turned me onto that band and I listened to that album like on a on a regular basis. <laughs> so
1: mm. I haven't I haven't even listened to the album to be honest. It's just that trailer I listened to the full song a few times but uh, but that was about it. But yeah, it's just the the music and the visuals, all the shots and everything. It the way it's done it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
0: So you were you were hyped so, yeah. up for for Dark Souls 1?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And uh and yeah, it well, I love it. I mean, it's like I say, I'd hate to choose between uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls. i Demon Souls might just beat Dark Souls for me personally. Um but Dark Souls, like you were saying, Demon Souls is that sort of uh, that roughy peak compared to the the big proper album, the much more sort of polished thing. Where it's got that framework again, uh, that brilliant framework from Demon Souls, but you've got all those improvements in, like the Esther's healing system, which is just fantastic. Um, the uh, the covenants, I like the I like the introduction of covenants, more online stuff. The bonfire system, I love that. And again, just those sort of minor online elements, like the bonfires. Well, now and again, you'd see other players around them. You know, you could be at a bonfire in a at the bottom of blight town or something, and but you'd see another player resting there as well, and it would just this give you this weird sort of feeling of you're not alone, you're on the journey, there are other people doing it um which was obviously intentional. that's what they was aiming for, and yeah, I love that, I love that aspect uh, and yeah, other things like more more build variety over demon souls the the level design I mean many people have said in the lot better ways about how amazing the, the interconnectedness of Dark Souls level design is. And it is. It's it's incredible. Uh, I don't know if any of the games in the series can match it, to be honest. But um, but yeah, it's uh, an incredible game.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's truly something special. It's somebody that had played a lot of Demon Souls kind of leading up to that, did the... Uh... Did the slower-paced combat and the, the changes in the level design trip you up, or did you just kind of go into it and you're like, yep, this is this is home now. This is exactly what I've been looking for. It did it
1: did a bit. It's, it's weird, because once you've got the basics, you think, right, yeah, and you know, I'm ready for this. <laughs> but I remember in um, oh, uh, the Undead Asylum, uh, first day of the game, you start off, the first time I was faced with a shield enemy in the Undead Asylum, uh, the first time I saw the the shield hollow. Uh, you know, didn't seem to be a problem. Uh, dealt with lots of enemies. Completed Demon Souls a couple of times, loved it. But it was just weird how that tripped me up. Uh, just little things like that. I was just sort of struggling to to deal with that basics sort of enemy. But you know, again, you, you get used to things quickly enough. Uh, and and once you've if you've been through Demon Souls, then or, well, or any Souls game, your second one is a lot lot easier. Uh, I find. I've always thought that, you know, your your toughest Souls game is usually your first one. And it was for me, definitely.
0: Abs- absolutely. Although I will say that um, when I was going from Dark to Demons, uh, I, I went... Because technically, I, I played Demons first, but I like did the thing where I, I played it for forty five minutes and then quit. <laughs> I was like, "This is not." I remember you saying that. Yeah, uh, I listened to my this. is not good. I don't. No, no, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't no. ever want to touch Forget this it. again. <laughs> and then uh, coming back to it with you know a couple hundred hours under my belt with Dark Souls and thinking like, "Oh yeah, I, I am. I am King Souls. Like I know how this is done." And it just like <laughs> it, it quickly disabuses you of that notion. Like you still, even if you're familiar with the mechanics and the systems, like you still mm-hmm. have to actually. Pay attention, like you're never gonna walk through that game. No, no. Have you um, have you played the remaster? Yeah. It,
1: any good? Is it? Is it any? I don't suppose there are any significant changes, Alex. I still haven't got around to it. I haven't played Dark Souls for a while, but um,
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, I thought, um, oh, I'll
1: have to pick up the remaster. But I just yeah, I'm going to.
0: It. It's it's a it's an interesting proposal because uh, like the the pc version almost seems kind of superfluous because you know the yeah because of the um yeah uh, Durante's fix wasn't it yeah like all of that stuff seemed like a lot of that stuff was already there um in place so Mm. uh but for someone like me who doesn't play video games on a pc at all and just really wanted the ability to play dark souls one again without hooking up an xbox 360 or ps3 um it worked yeah really great and there's some quality of life stuff in there for the consoles that i think are really nice like scaling the hud back Mm. and you know obviously it looks a lot better um Mm. you can get in the weeds on some youtube videos if you want to see like differences in the lighting changes and how it makes certain certain pieces of armor look worse or better if you want i don't really care (laughs) that sort of
1: level of detail people get very carried away with that kind of thing if if you know changes as long as they're no sort of significant um changes for the worst then yeah that's cool you know it's a, a way for more players to play the game great
0: and that's and i think that's it it's just you know dark souls on mm. ps4 or xbox one like that's that was the big selling point and uh yeah like yeah I, I, I I I don't think I ever finished it on the remastered version. I think I, I started it. I made my karmic justice account. I spent three days streaming and uh, <laughs> invading people in Interlando and and having a good time doing yeah. that. And then it was like, okay, yeah, I you know I'm good. And I'm I'm been lately. I've been kind of craving some some Dark Souls, so I might you know start up a big I haven't played it guts for a long time. Yeah. yeah, but if you're if you're on well, PS4, I, definitely I mean. pick it up. It's 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 a worthwhile kind of report or a remaster. Or yeah, I
1: mean. I will do. it. It's just a case of even and I've seen it. Fast. Deep as well, but it's just a case of I look at it, then I look at my existing backlog, and I think, just don't, just don't. It's just gonna, it's just gonna go on the pile. <laughs> so, <laughs> not yet. Uh, but no, I've, I've, it's been a long time since I played Dark Souls. I played uh, most recent Souls game I played was Demon Souls again, funnily enough, uh, just before they turned off the servers because uh, I definitely wanted to to go back into that when it was uh, it was still online. So I think. I think the week running up to when they um, they switched it off, uh, I did about I don't know half or two thirds of the playthrough. I didn't get through the whole thing, but yeah, I just wanted to spend time in that world before uh, before it became even more lonely, really, <laughs> without uh, without all the online elements. So yeah, that was uh, that was kind of bittersweet.
0: Yeah, it's. Um... It's sad it's It's nice that the community has come around that, and like you can just get a private server now like and play online with your mm. friends, uh, which is really cool, yeah. but there's something to be said for not having to jump through those hoops, and I think everybody yeah. was thinking like, oh, if they're shutting down the servers that that possibly means they're going to remaster demon souls, and then you know <laughs> just recently <laughs> Mi- that- Miyazaki yeah. was like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do that <laughs> so really
1: i I haven't kept up on um, I used to keep up on video game news uh well daily pretty much, but I haven't known for a good few months. So, um, I mean, I, you know, that's one thing I'd have viewed. Somebody I know would have told me, yep, yeah, Demon's Souls is being remastered. Oh, yeah. But, but no, obviously not yet.
0: Well, yeah, the, he, I mean, and he didn't say, like, absolutely not. He said, yeah, we would, we would love to do it, but it would, like, basically take a miracle to get all of the various license holders and publishing rights and all of that stuff worked out. Yeah, so, um,
1: yeah. I mean, the kudos to, um, is it Atlas? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. The, the, the publishing situation with Demon's Souls. in terms of the actual keeping the servers online, is there Atlas that was?
0: Yeah, it was um, it was what? actually it was Atlas and I think uh Sega in Japan, <laughs> believe it or not. Like it was something somebody weird in really? Japan. Yeah. Um <sighs> or maybe I'm maybe I'm getting confused yeah, with like some armored core bullshit, but uh Atlas was yeah. the one I think in the in the European region and the US region. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, yeah, c- kudos to them for keeping it online as long as they did, because I remember years ago, uh there was talk of them being shut off, but then you know a lot of people showed support for it. So that didn't happen, and that, yeah, that was a good few years ago now. So uh, yeah, so it, it, it was it was good of them to keep it uh, keep it going as long as they did.
0: Yeah, I mean it was. Well, I mean, because I think they said they were going to shut it down, and then they left it keep going after that, and then they kept doing stuff, mm. and uh, so yeah. it's, it's, it was really nice that it stayed open as long as it did. And then again, like if you were really, if you were really concerned about it, or you really want to get like somebody to hand you some pure blade stone, <laughs> like you can just join oh, a geez. private server <laughs> and do That's, it. No, I, I, as much as I love Demon Souls, I never tried farming for that. That's just nonsense. No way. We've been talking a lot about the the gameplay of these things and and not much about the mm. the story. Um how much how how deep do you go in this well, because the... I don't want
1: to keep you online for like 5 hours gosh <laughs> how amazing <laughs> the story and the lore is for.
0: Did you for all this I, on your I first run it. of Demons did, were you picking up like the item description stuff and like reading through that and trying to form your own theories or did that come later or I was
1: I was reading it all, but I mean, Demon Souls is very thin on the ground with item descriptions compared to to the later games. Um, but I, I did, I still, you know, I still delved into as much of the stories as I could, and as much dialogue as I could. tried to speak to everyone, uh, you know, pay as much attention as I could. And I like uh, ambiguous storytelling as well, and subtle storytelling. But it's just, it's incredible, even years later playing. Well, yeah, even up to Dark Souls 3, when you know, like, when your first play through, right, pay attention because you know it's all in the details. Keep an eye out for certain things. Make sure you pay attention. But but then you play through the game and you just think, I have no idea what just
0: happened.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, it was with Demon Souls. Like, the, you know, the ostensible story was, was good and I love the characters and everything and it was all really cool. But again, just all the details that you just don't see um, until you go online and somebody who's been paying more attention uh, than you points out for you and you think, oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I love level in all the games. I've spent a lot of time over the years reading um, things online, watching a lot of YouTube videos. I don't so much nowadays just because that well has long run dry as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure uh, people are still putting out videos, but yeah, I found uh, well early last year, if not the year before, Dark Souls 3, everybody kind of said everything interesting they had to say about that. And it was just people putting up videos for the sake of it and obviously trying to carry on making a living from from doing that, uh, which yep. is fine. That's up to them. If there's an audience, there's an audience. But, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't find any more interesting stuff to... Um, to sort of look into, but while, while, the well, yeah, from Demon Souls onwards, while the series was going, yeah, I'd spent, like I say, a lot of time watching a lot of good videos and, um, and reading up a lot on on everything, really. So, yeah, the, as much as I could, I could get of it because, uh, I loved it. I loved the style of storytelling. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. So, uh, yeah, spent a lot of time thinking about that whole stuff and, uh, and looking
0: into it. Did you find like those, uh, like after you were looking into all of that stuff with, demons like going into dark were you mm. were you kind of on the hunt for that for those story details or because i tried this with <laughs> with dark souls too. like i was like oh it's a new game I, nobody knows <laughs> any of the lore i'm gonna be i'm gonna really pay attention yeah. to I'm, I'm gonna pick it up and like <laughs> did not pick up on anything that was happening in dark souls too. like my I, brain just has, a, has, has struggles connecting all these details I know exactly what you I mean because yeah, I've definitely approached some games. I like got thinking,
1: yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a smart guy. I can I can notice this stuff. I pay attention to details. And yeah, again, you know, you get the end of Dark Souls Two. Nashandra comes in. Who, who's this? What, who's, what's this? <laughs> and then you then you sit in a mound. That's just what. The? Mind you, the ending of Dark Souls Two sucks anyway. <laughs> that final boss and uh, and our ending are terrible. But uh, but yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself anyway. But no, uh, yeah, I definitely know what you mean. It was that after Demon Souls. Yeah, I was definitely trying to sort of keep that storytelling approach in mind as they played. And and you do think to yourself, yeah, I can connect the dots, put theories together. But yeah, I never did. I just left it up to other people to point things out that I hadn't noticed. So uh, so that's kind of <laughs> that's kinda of, done it with all the games really. But it, it, and it's again, even throughout the series, you know, you get to Bloodborne, you get to Dark Souls 3 where you're ready for that mystery, you're ready for that style of storytelling. Uh, but again, unless you're going through it with a fine-tooth comb, it just you just miss so much. You know, Bloodborne, I had no idea what was going on <laughs> in Bloodborne. I loved it. I absolutely loved it, but I had no idea.
0: Bloodborne's a really good example, too, of <clears throat> how, how much marketing can can really help or hurt a game. Uh, oh, that,
1: that,
0: I was going to say that about Bloodborne, the,
1: um, the cosmic horror twist, the yeah. fact that in, in this age they managed to hide that is such an achievement i've i've always loved that
0: yeah it's 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 very interesting that they managed to, to hide like this whole aspect of the game yeah. and still like give you clues about it in trailers and stuff like very early on people yeah. we were seeing giant spiders on top of buildings and going like what in the fuck is this <laughs> excuse me <laughs> uh so it's it's it was it was kind of interesting like it'd be like now like if they i mean and, and i guess sony did kind of do this like they 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 hit a twist in spider-man uh the, the the spider-man game that came out last year with oh, I, I don't spoil it for me I'm oh really no really no just... it's, it's it's not like i mean it's it's if, if you know anything about spider-man it turns out he's... yeah it turns out <laughs> turns out he's clocking it um <laughs> but yeah but there's there's it, they hit it like they specifically like didn't put stuff in the trailers for it and i'm not going to like say what it is oh, right, here okay. now but if you know anything about spider-man like within 10 minutes of starting that game you're like oh yeah I know exactly where this is, but it's it's interesting oh, okay. that they still tried to hide it and didn't just play their hand, yeah. so to speak.
1: Yeah, I mean, I grew up on comic books. I used to love comic books, and I don't, uh, I haven't read them for a few years now. But I grew up reading Spider-Man, Batman, tons of superhero stuff. So I know you're a big fan of the X-Men, aren't you?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Man, I can't, yeah. I can't tell you that. I will say that that Spider-Man game is better than Dark Souls Remastered. Like, if you're trying to figure out to, what game to play next, like, if you grew up with that stuff, it makes you feel like Peter fucking Parker. Like, it is it is fantastic. <laughs> I, I have played a little bit of it um,
1: just a, a quick or a couple of months ago. And, yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed, you know, the... Uh the brief sort of time I spent with it. But again, it's just a case of I'm sure I'd enjoy it, but the last thing I need in terms of my backlog isn't the rope and world game. So, uh, <laughs> so I think I'm, uh, I'm going to hold off on that one. Did you play the DLC for it?
0: I did, yeah. Um...
1: Yeah, was it any good?
0: Uh... <laughs> uh... There was, uh, <laughs> there, was, there was three chapters, and I, I bought the season pass because as soon as I mm. bought the game, I was like, oh, I love this. I'm just going to give these guys more money to keep making this. Um, yeah The first one is about the uh, Black Cat, and uh, yeah. the, the actress and the performance capture that they did to create Black Cat was literally like reading like Black Cat, Spider-Man <laughs> comics when I was a kid. like It was just great. It was perfect. Uh, the last two aren't, uh, to me, anywhere anywhere near is good it's more oh, spider-man okay. but like it doesn't and it's a yeah this but the story isn't really there and they don't give you any new toys <clears throat> so it's it's kind of a it's it, it's a weird thing like it, you, if you finish that game like I'd I have I literally did every single thing in that game and in the mm. DLC. Like I just wanted to play that game. The, the game, the yeah. core game, is so fun. I just wanted to do stuff. Uh, so I think if you come out of it like with that attitude, that you'll probably enjoy it because it's it's more of that. But yeah, it's if,
1: just more content. Yeah, if no you're more, looking for something no as yeah.
0: as impactful as the main campaign storyline, which is brilliant, uh, it's mm. it's just not there. Like it's definitely not there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, whether I will ever get around to playing it, but uh, but no, it looked it looked very cool, and uh, it's uh, it's good. There's been such a success as well, from what I can gather.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It seems like it did really well. Um, Anyway, let's let's. I mean, I don't know, Robert. This is not. Don't give up, Peter Parker. Although (laughs) now that I say that out loud, I'm maybe making that happen one day. Uh, (laughs) Tell me about Bloodborne. Your your hand-made dedicated (laughs) podcast, can finally come to fruition. (laughs) But tell me about your experience with Bloodborne. Uh, obviously, that's quite a departure in the series, uh, and in, in my mind, it's it's kind of a, a shows a, a, pre, a glimpse of the way forward that I think they they want to take those those types of character action games. But uh, what what did you think about it? Yeah. Did you buy a PS4 uh, specifically for Bloodborne, like a lot of people did? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, before we move on, I've got one Dark Souls. Story oh, sure, which yeah. I'd like to
1: mm-hmm. just yeah, I'm sure you've got the same with the Souls games that you've got your own sort of moments where they stick with you, something good or bad happened in the game. And, uh, and yeah, like I say, it just sticks with you. And for me with Dark Souls, uh, this was, I can't remember exactly how far into the game I was, but I hadn't got the, um, the Lord Vessel yet. So I hadn't unlocked the four Lord areas. So those, um, the orange fog gates, they were still up. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I, I didn't know what that meant at the time. So I went down through into the catacombs and explored that. Uh, went down into the tomb of the giants and explored that uh, very slowly with lots of death and <laughs> horrific bone bastards. And then I got to the bottom of the tomb of the giants and there was an orange fog gate that I couldn't get through. So I thought, right, okay. And obviously i dressed rested at the lowest possible bonfire in the tomb giant.
0: Of course. I mean, why wouldn't you rest at a bonfire?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, one of my favorite memories uh, from that game is making that climb from the bottom of the tomb of the giants to the top and back out into the graveyard because it was just such a a slow torturous (laughs) affair. Because, I mean, going going down is no picnic, but going up it's just just even worse. But it just... (sighs) It was another big part of that that thing for me, which Dark Souls nailed. Which sadly, the sequels never never sort of carried on. Uh, was the feeling of being on a journey? Because in the sequels, obviously, you can teleport right from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels a lot more um, sort of piecemeal than 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 yeah, the fact that you had to be on foot for for most of Dark Souls, and I loved that. Yeah, you know, like I say, it it felt more like a journey. And uh, and yeah, that was one of my favorite memories from the game is making that climb up the wrong way out of the Tomb of the Giants after being uh, being stuck at the bottom. Yeah, And then finally getting into uh, seeing the light again in the, uh, the cemetery near Firelink Shrine is so, so good. I have literally yeah, but,
0: told yeah. people to to just start their games over if they get trapped down there. Be like, it's just <laughs> you know, it's just not worth like you're gonna end up hating the game if you try to get up the wrong it could go up go up from there. Like yeah. just just start over. No. It's way easier just to just, you know, do undead undead asylum in like five minutes and instead of fighting your way out. Yeah.
1: No, I stuck with it. I stuck with it. <laughs>
0: but yeah, bloodborne.
1: Uh yes. Uh I d- Bloodborne, like I was saying earlier with with how your your first souls game uh, i think is your most difficult i stand by that but for me like now i find bloodborne harder than any of these souls games and it obviously the combat there is a huge difference compared to the souls games and i mean the first time i played it 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 completely threw me because uh, i didn't have a shield because usually with dark souls first run definitely is shield and you know 90 percent of the time a sword i might try out an axe or a mace or whatever but yeah it's sword and shield basically so that sense of vulnerability that you got first time playing bloodborne where you're it's all about movement more than you know you can't just take a hit through the shield and and back off you've got to get in there and and get your hands dirty and, and take some hits. And that took a lot to getting used to for me. Um, I, I love Bloodborne. I've played it through a couple of times. But even now, there's there are a bunch of bosses which just ruin me every time. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just on the whole, I found it a lot harder, that style of combat. I mean, I've played a lot of action games. I'm not sort of big into uh, like that sort of fast-paced action like Devil May Cry kind of thing. But um, but I don't mind it, and even, you know, I'm not comparing Bloodborne to to Devil May Cry, but you know what I mean. That faster pace, sure, absolutely, and um, <clears throat> and yeah, I I just find Bloodborne a lot tougher than uh, than the Souls games, but yeah, that, like I say, I, I loved it, and I mean, it grabbed me right from the off. Anyway, I love horror. I've always been a big horror fan, so you know the. Uh, that full-on gothic horror you know how many iron railings and coffins can we fit on uh <laughs> on a single street millions of them but, apparently um, a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no you know right off um cathedral ward it brought back that interconnectedness in the level that uh, dark souls 2 really really didn't uh didn't follow up on so that was nice to see sort of straight off the bat um Hunter's Dream, fantastic hub, one of the best hubs in the series, I think. The whole atmosphere there, and um, oh, and the voice of Made in the Maiden of Black, of course, voice in uh, voice in the doll, that was brilliant. So um, yeah, I, it took it took a lot of getting used to. And again, it's there's bosses which I just I haven't beaten solo. I, I finished the main game solo. I did, uh, I played through the main game on my own. But then I got to the DLC, and uh, and yeah, Ludwig couldn't quite do it. Lawrence. Uh, definitely couldn't do it. And uh, often, of course, couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it solo. I tried and it just, <laughs> I'd, like, I'll persevere. But when it gets to that point where, no, I'm not having any fun anymore. <laughs> this isn't a challenge, no. This is just winding me up. And, you know, if I, if I persevered long enough, I'm sure I could do it. But it's just when it that moment when it stops being fun at all. Nah, that's it. Then for me, I'll just I'll just summon someone. Uh, they're, they're fantastic bosses. Don't get me wrong, Ludwig Offenbach absolutely brilliant. The whole thing around the Offenbach set in, cause, the, the cutscene at the start, how the story finishes. You know, the the lore around it is is brilliant. But it's just really hard, really, really hard. So, uh, so yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's definitely a standout game for me compared to Souls just because of how I approach the games, but uh, yeah, it is phenomenal. It's a hell of a game.
0: Yeah, it's uh I think that w- we talk about difficulty a lot on this podcast. Mm. And uh how a lot of people are are kind of disenfranchised with the Souls series by the time they come out of 3 because the bosses have become Yeah, it's definitely multiple phases, I like... multiple health bars, that kind of thing. And I think you see that happening with Bloodborne, but I think that the like the there's something about the combat in Bloodborne that makes that work for me, whereas in Dark Souls Three yeah. it doesn't. Uh, like that Orphan of Cos fight is probably my favorite boss fight across the series. Um, yeah, I I don't blame you. It is it is incredible. It's just so it's so intense and and it is and, and like <laughs> it really is. it doesn't seem to break any rules that the game has either. Like it's just I don't know. It just it just feels like it's just no, a fun fight to not- me.
1: I mean, that's the I think that's the difference between like what we're talking about in terms of Bloodborne and something like Dark Souls 2, where some of the bosses in Dark Souls 2 were just bullshit. They, They just, they weren't, they weren't fair. Souls, the difficulty most of the time is at its best when it's tough, but fair. You know, it's challenging, but it's like, yeah, I can do this. The game's playing by its rules. I'm playing by its rules. It's not just cheap, frustrating bullshit, which a bunch of bosses in Dark Souls 2 were. And I mean yeah even with the bosses I have trouble with in bloodborne I'm not blaming the game it's just I'm not good enough to do it mm-hmm. and I'm not willing to to persevere long and to to get good as you were so uh, so no it's yeah, but the difficulty I mean again when I speak to people on play souls. Oh yeah, that that's too hard for me. Have you played it? Well no.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> it.
1: It, you know, it's not that hard. You just need you just need a bit of patience and and yeah, just patience more than anything, really. Um just patience to learn the systems. So uh yeah it is something I do try to tell people when yeah that's uh, you get that response. It's oh no it'd be too hard for me. Well maybe not. You know, give it a go. But um like you saying about Dark Souls three yeah bloodborne for me it's got those traces of things I didn't like about some of Dark Souls 3 um, and even a little bit in terms of the Bloodborne bosses where just say too much health, just too many hit points, you know uh, it just felt dragged out, uh, again the game's not, you know, as you cheat cheating it's not breaking the rules, but it's just uh, like the Abritas fight it just drags on and on and then you get a one hit kill and you're
0: dead and <laughs> yeah not a big fan of that uh i've, I've told this story quite a bit but <clears throat> the the abridas fight it's is almost what broke me in bloodborne uh i, I was literally save scumming because oh I, I just i didn't want to go farm <laughs> blood vials. so and this was before you could have like 600 you could only store like 99 in your box or whatever so i was just oh, of course yeah. yeah. I, I had 99 and i would i would run through that and i would just die over and over and over again and then i would Redownload my save from ps plus and then just do it over yeah. again like i was save scumming to kill her and it took me hundreds of tries yeah yeah it's a shame about
1: the blood vial system uh, i mean the the system is fantastic and uh yeah the blood vial system was definitely a, a step backwards
0: i don't understand why they or how they could have perfected a healing system in dark souls one and then just it, it ever since then just screwed it up more and more like dark souls 2 is fine yeah and I, I like the life gems or whatever, but like bloodborne and, and dark souls three, like just don't, it just feels like it doesn't matter almost like and, yeah. and dark souls. One is so perfect about that. It is. Yeah. I
1: mean, as you say, it's perfect I think, because it's just, it's a pure system and it works well. Like I I wasn't keen on dark souls two, the way. Um, yeah. Like the life gems and all, all the little healing items, because it's just, it just seemed kind of pointless. No, it, Kinda of wasn't because like I was saying earlier, some of the stuff in Dark Souls 2 is bullshit. So you can just, you know, use every advantage you can get. But yeah, it's a shame they felt the need to dilute it. Uh, I can see I can see more with Bloodborne why they did it, because even though Bloodborne is, you know, Souls game in spirit, it's they were trying to do a lot of different stuff. So whether it was just a case of, you know, they wanted to do something different with the healing system, but even though it's clearly not as good. They just wanted to do it differently anyway. I don't know, maybe. But it, yeah, it's... Like you say, they nailed it with the first game. So any any sort of changes to it since then have just been a bit irrelevant,
0: really. Well, talk to me about uh, Dark Souls 2 and 3. Because you, you mentioned kind of not liking the, the conclusion of Dark Souls 2. And it kind of sounds like you're a little bit down on Dark Souls 3 as well. Did either of those games kind of hold up or have any value for you?
1: Yeah, I mean... I'll, they're both great games you know I mean even like a Dark Souls game that's not as good as some other Dark Souls game is still a really good game uh, and Dark Souls 2 I was yeah, really excited for it definitely on board bought the super special overpriced collector's edition whatever um, and but right from sort of the first few hours there were a couple of things which I had my doubts about um, the intro cut scene it looked great you had the sort of image of the wife and child which just makes no sense when you're creating your own character uh, you know, a character without the backstory apart from you know, whatever one you decide to give it there was the really clumsy dialogue from the Fire Keepers about oh, it's going to be really tough, you're going to die a lot yeah, I get it, yeah, I know it's Dark Souls <laughs> um, there was the fact that there was a quote from Namco saying, oh, we're treating Dark Souls 2 as a AAA release. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> don't, don't turn Dark Souls into Call of Duty. They didn't, obviously. But um, And just, yeah, the controls felt a bit off. Uh, it just, it wasn't quite gelling for me. But then there were high points, don't get me wrong. My looked and sounded fantastic. It's a very cool hub. So I like that. And But yeah, it... I kept wanting to love it. Obviously, I did, because I love Demon Souls and Dark Souls. But a lot of things were dragging it down, and a lot of that continued throughout the game for me, uh, like in terms of, I mean, com- complaints that a lot of other people point out, like uh, the level design not being anywhere near as good as, as the previous game, uh, the visuals, you know, the scenery and um, things like that, a lot of bland scenery. And it just... Yeah, it just wasn't clicking for me like I was hoping it would. And the the new sort of stuff they did introduce in terms of story, uh, in terms of gameplay as well, it just, yeah, it didn't really grab me. I, I You know, I, I enjoyed my time with On the Hool, but there were some really poor bosses. Uh, again, like I say, at the end when Nishandra just turns up as the last boss, I had no idea what that was all about, and then... That terrible abrupt and which I appreciate. They tried to do more, tried to do something to fix that with the DLC. Uh, you know, I, they put a lot of effort into that, and uh, well, not just the DLC, the um, the update, the Scholar update, because oh, yeah, it was yeah. a free update, mm-hmm. uh, which introduced Aldia, the giant tree head, and uh, and tried to to sort of uh, to add more to it. So that that was good. But yeah, I just think on the whole, uh, it was disappointing. I enjoyed it for the most part. And uh, and yeah, I was really for it, but it just it didn't quite click. But in terms of the controls, I thought about it afterwards. And Dark Souls Two is the only game I haven't replayed. I've uh, I've played Demon Souls a bunch of times, Dark Souls a bunch of times, Bloodborne Am Three. Uh, but Dark Souls Two, I've got I bought it at launch on PS Three. Played the DLC. I did buy the Scholar Edition on PS Four, but I just haven't got around to playing it. Yet. It's just sitting <laughs> on my shelf But i will and the thing is that's putting me off because dark souls 2 is such a big game even the first time i played it it's uh it struck me that it was a really big game um but yeah i I never put any points into um is it adaptability
0: yeah the Mm -hmm. to get your agility up so that you can actually like drink pretty 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 rapidly
1: i think maybe that's why it never sort of clicked to me because i i looked at that and the description just didn't make it sound that useful and i thought well they're not going to you know make your your f- fundamental controls worse just you have to put points into a skill to make to make it feel like the first game so i mean is that the case does it make a big difference oh absolutely putting points into that
0: i don't know maybe that's where i was
1: going wrong then maybe maybe it would have felt much better for me
0: yeah i I can't play dark souls 2 without having at least uh like 25 agility because that gives you kind of a dark souls (laughs) one like mid-roll kind of invulnerability frames that's that's Um, the thing that didn't even
1: maybe that's part of it and but it didn't even occur to me that you'd have to dedicate skill points to make the game feel like the previous game did, because that's crazy. That's a, that's an unbelievably stupid decision. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but maybe that's it. Because I I don't know if I put a single point into it. Maybe that's why it just felt like crap.
0: And uh, and other things will contribute to your agility. Like I think your attunement will con- contribute to your agility stat as well. Uh, and then okay, so there's there's other ways to get it up without boosting adapt to adaptability, adapt whatever. Yeah, yeah you know, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but and yeah, it, like that's 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 like a requirement for. For, yeah, for any kind I'll, of Dark Souls 2 build for me
1: I'll definitely have to keep that in mind for uh, for my eventual other playthrough but I mean, there was other stuff as well like um, I think one area where Dark Souls 2 definitely, definitely falls down is uh, with the NPCs they were the, just the with how bland and forgettable they were really um, you go back to the first game you know, you look at Soler Lautrec, uh, Siegmeier um, you know, Petrus an interesting character, patches obviously, kangaroo patches, and and not just that, but the actual storylines that they were involved in. You know, Sigma's story was fantastic. With the second game, you had stuff like uh, the NPCs just turning up in Medula, and then, yep, that's that's it. Then, even was it the blacksmith and his daughter who he's been looking for her, but then she sits outside his shack. And he doesn't know it's her, and they sit like ten feet away from each other, and mm-hmm. it's just it was just stupid. So uh, yeah, I thought that was disappointing uh, compared to the first game, which was uh, which was a bit of a shame. And the, and the story in general, you know, repeating the cycle, uh, the Lord Souls existing in new bodies thing, I didn't like that. You know, Quinn oh, <laughs> Soul fair. is in yeah, Gwyn's Soul is in this really generic looking fire demon. Now oh, that sucks. So
0: yeah, thanks for that. What do you, Um, uh, I mean, with that, with that in mind, like, and, you know, taking the lessons that we've kind of talked about throughout this episode of the, the magic of demon souls and, you know, how, you know, to dark and to bloodborne, uh, what what do you want to see from him next? Like what, what is your ideal next from software game? Just whatever they're passionate about making, I I don't need
1: another Souls game. <laughs> don't get me wrong, if they announce, you know Demon Souls two, Dark Souls four, I'll be all over it. <laughs> but I just want them to make games that they're passionate about. Because I, I the last thing I want is for From the churn out Souls games just to make money. Uh, I, you know I don't think fans of the series really want to see that again as much as we want to play them. You, I'd rather not have it. Um if their heart's not in it. I, I just don't see the point in that. You know, not everything needs a sequel at the end of the day. You've got people crying out for Bloodborne 2. I love Bloodborne. I don't really need a Bloodborne 2. Again, if they make one, great, I'll, I'll be on board. But yeah, as long as it's a game they're passionate about making and yeah, they put their hearts into it and they show some of the imagination and talent that they showed in, in something like Demon's Souls. Yeah, I'm all over it. I mean, Sekiro. I haven't really paid much attention to that. I watched a trailer, thought, "Yep, feudal Japan, Soul Style combat, supernatural stuff." Yeah, I'm definitely all over that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, whatever they want to make, I'm uh, I'm easy. Uh, you know, I, I have faith in them. So, uh, yeah, and if it's something. Like a, a genre or something I'm definitely not interested in, that I'd probably give it a miss. But apart from that, yeah, I just want them to uh, to keep making cool games that they want to make,
0: basically. Did you have any curiosity about uh, Deraseneh, their VR title that they released?
1: Uh, I, I haven't got VR. I'm not really interested in, in VR. I'd like to give a go. Uh, I've never tried it, but uh, it's not the kind of thing for me. I don't really want to sit with a VR helmet on my head. Fair um, sure just sort of closed off from everything around me completely um because obviously like all of us i live in constant fear of ninja time so i <laughs> can't let you guard down for a second
0: but uh but no
1: it's it, i'm glad that they're doing different stuff like that i, I watched the trailer for it i haven't really looked into it. Do you know much about it did it turn out any good
0: it's um i have it um all right and i i'm I'm a bad person but I haven't finished it yet but uh yeah. there's been some some technical issues with me and the and the v r and um okay but also uh i just just haven't had a lot of time and i'm kind of like you where uh it's to me it's a, it's kind of a process to do the v r thing like i you know i i pull <clears> a chair out i sit down like i put a headset on and like i'm, I'm i need to like focus on doing that whereas uh, most weekends, or especially weekdays, but most weekends, like I just want to relax and play video games. Like I don't want to, like I, yeah. I don't have to do work. Uh, but yeah, the, the, so it's it's one of those things. But the game itself is is incredibly rad. It's uh it's really, a, it's kind of like a, it's a 3D kind of point and click adventure game for the most part. Yeah, where, and it's uh, it's it's very much like from software NPCs, except there's something just so unsettling and interesting about being able to get like right up in their face and like, be able to look <laughs> at them. Uh, but it's 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 very much like that weird you know from style NPC dialogue that we're used to. That it's you know if it's uh, if it's from soft NPCs, do their mouths move? This, this? Uh, they actually move. They, their mouths actually move. Yeah. So it's it, that was actually kind of weird to, to like. <laughs> we've the, made progress. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting game. Like it's it's kind of a a fascinating story. Uh, hmm. They. Like From Software does in all of their games, they made a bunch of allusions to Bloodborne and uh, to previous titles, and people got like oh, got so excited about like, oh, they're announcing Bloodborne 2 in this like one off VR title that like Miyazaki <laughs> had to literally come out and write a letter and be like, that no, we were just saying like we had made another game, guys. <laughs> like we're not. Yeah. Yeah, um, calm down. But it's, it's it's interesting. So yeah, if you if you ever get the, the opportunity, of course, you know, it's VR yeah, only, and it's like a you know $400 investment or whatever. Like it's um, yeah, kind yeah, of a big ask, uh, but... That's not going to happen. But no, yeah. it's
1: uh, like, again, like I was saying, you know, that was obviously something they wanted to make, and that's not going to appeal to a lot of Souls fans, I imagine, which is it's fair enough. But yeah, again, it's something they wanted to make. So yeah, I'm just happy for them to uh, to do whatever, really.
0: Well, Alex, thank you very much for uh, overcoming the technical difficulties and conquering That's the audio like out on your computer. And, uh, uh, just stick it with me, yeah. And, uh, I'm now going
1: to uh, throw my laptop through the wall, <laughs> so uh, I don't have to deal <laughs> with that stress ever again. Uh,
0: well, thank you very much for, for guesting on the podcast and for sharing your story with us and the, and the audience. I really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: thanks a lot for having me on. And like I say, I'd, uh, I'd listened to the show before and enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, I don't get a chance to... Uh, talk as much about souls nowadays as i used to so uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was cool i enjoyed it
0: where can you be found on the internet should people want to seek you out
1: uh i have got a twitter account i don't really use it much it's uh, at alex de that's d-e-g-r-u-c-h-y uh there's i'm a, a writer as well in fiction and non-fiction for quite a few years now if you just go on um, if you should look for Alex Degrucci blogspot on Google, uh, you'll find there's a, a page with a list of my credits. There's links to a bunch of video game writing I've done over the years, features and reviews and whatnot, some soul stuff, some soul stuff, and a lot of other random stuff. So, uh, yeah,
0: I'm, uh, I'm a bit, not a lot, but cool well i'll uh, have links to both of those in the show notes and uh maybe if i get a bunch of souls people following you and hollering at you about your souls opinions you'll use your twitter account more often <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah um, i'm not i'm not a big social media person well thank you again for guesting I, I very much appreciate it yeah yeah thanks again for having me on i enjoyed it as always i've been your host jeremy greer you can find me on twitter at jg greer you can find the podcast at don't give up that has links to the patreon if you want to support the show directly it has links to a merch page if you want to put a skelly on your belly it also has links to previous episodes and uh, a whole lot more i'm not sure if i've talked about this on the podcast because i can't remember what i've done from one day to the next but uh shortly after the release of sekiro i'm planning on launching a patreon exclusive cast that uh will be related to don't give up skeleton so if uh, that's something that you're interested in stay tuned to twitter or to the uh, patreon emails for more information thank you as always for all of you listening and writing reviews and things like that i very much appreciate it uh, we'll be back next week with another great guest and until then remember don't give up skeleton and we're good well, that was awesome thank you very much man i really appreciate it yeah thanks